0: What's up guys, welcome back to another Ten Fitman Podcast episode, this is the number 45 and today I'm going to talk about how to play more consistent tennis and I believe this is a very, very popular topic and I got this question so many times from many players from all the levels and I'm very excited about it so... Let's get into it. So, this episode I will divide in five parts. So here I'm gonna start with the first one and I'm gonna talk about the importance of training drills and patterns. And this is something that would really, really help you of becoming a more consistent player because the way you train and what you do in your practice sessions greatly affects your performance in matches. Of course, there is additional pressure factor when you play matches, but overall, if you do a better job in your trainings, it's definitely gonna make you more consistent player. What you need to do in trainings is to simulate real point situations and practice patterns that will that you will often use in matches I believe that makes sense and you should definitely cover typical cross court drills and such but you need to focus more on realistic realistic scenarios that will happen when you play real matches for example cross-court rally with changing down the line every third shot or When the ball is appropriate right when it's easier Or without much angle. Maybe it's a bit shorter in the court so you can Come up with a game the one game that I like to do with my players is that they play the cross-court point and then they can change anytime they want means they can change down the line, but After that, the point becomes full court point and then if they lose the point, after they change, the opponent will get two points. So they kind of get punished, they need to be smart when they change, they need to make sure they win a point. So something like that. You should also train receiving and hitting different types of shots. More or less topspin, different depth, different height. And get familiar with all kinds of shots in training and practice playing the right shots from different positions. This is very important, right? And later we're going to talk about the smart shot selection, but here I just wanted to mention that. And definitely don't forget to spend time on your serves and returns. How else you can start a point in matches? Get comfortable on those shots. And also the next two following shots means like serving plus the one shot, plus the one shot after, and also the returning and the one shot that comes after. So those first four shots are crucial. Now, moving on to the part number two. And here, I'm going to make this statement. It's not about playing beautiful tennis guys it's not about pretty tennis and this is something you know it might sound funny but it's a very common issue among intermediate club level and even the pro junior players I hope that you know those senior players don't have problem with that but maybe some still do and I have to say I was guilty of of this one as a junior player I remember losing quite a few matches only because I didn't want to play simple or how to call it boring tennis I was rather going for some risky and attractive shots and of course I was missing much more than I should and therefore I gave away plenty of free points and I remember after one match one particular match I was discussing with my dad how how the match went and uh, I was telling him, I knew what I had to do, I knew like what kind of shots, but I, I just felt that's just boring and I wanted to hit some nice shots, some beautiful shots. And there you have it. The, the result, the outcome was not the desired one, right? And uh, I want to mention there is a great book by Brad Gilbert, Winning Ugly, and I highly recommend you to read it. So it's not about playing pretty tennis, but it's more about smart and tactical tennis. Playing pretty will definitely not make your game more consistent. So today's topic is, you know, becoming a more consistent player. It's not going to help if you want to play beautiful tennis, quote unquote. you got to keep it simple. Stay patient, move well, and never get lazy with your feet. And this is a big one also. Don't feel shy or even embarrassed to put all the effort in the movement right this is also something i can relate to i was i was guilty of it sometimes i would feel it's more cool if you just you're more chill on the court and this is definitely not the right approach right you kind of feel okay i'm i'm very good you're so confident i don't need to make so much effort and move so much but that's definitely not the case. You have to put the effort there. Don't be lazy. Don't be shy. Don't feel embarrassed. Just go after it. Give everything you have for your footwork. And play simple. Wait for your chances. And later on, again, we're going to move on and talk about some smart shot selection, some patience, and different topics. Okay. Okay. We are at part three. And this one is about smart shot selection. Now, what's crucial is to be able to apply in matches what you do and practice in trainings. As we mentioned, some particular patterns, right shot, right shots based on upcoming ball or different area of the court, but also you need to learn some basic rules about hitting certain shots. For example, deep or short crosses, down the lines, drop shots, heavy spins, flat shots, slices, dry volleys, volleys, etc. So I'm going to go through a couple of scenarios as examples of how you should choose certain shots. Number one, you get the ball not too far from the middle of the court so there is no angle on that shot. What you want to do with that ball is you want mostly to play deep cross court back or deep shot down the line, but both options more towards the middle of the court and avoid the sidelines. The reason is because you don't have much angle there, because the ball, as I mentioned in the beginning, it, it came kind of towards the middle of your side. So you you want to avoid the angles. So that's that's one of the rules. Number two, you get shorter ball or with more angle, breaking the sideline. So they kind of put you out of the court but the ball is shorter. You have more options here. So you can go deep cross court, you can go short cross court, you can break the sideline back but you can also go down the line with more topspin and away from the sideline Again, you want to take some risk off, but also you have the option to play drop shot. So in this case, you have more options. Number three, you get higher ball inside the court. You need to estimate if you have enough time to hit it in the air. So this is very important. This comes with you know, practice and also learning how to see the ball. We're going to talk about it later. Or you can, you know, you can hit the dry volley. If so, if the ball is in the air, or you can hit like a, like a high approach volley, but if not, you need to let it bounce and take it on the rise, if you can get there quick enough, with a flatter and more aggressive shot. And uh, that will be the, the number three with those higher balls inside the court. Number four, example here, you get low slice ball inside the court, so you need to see the ball early, Move quickly, stay lower than unusual shots, and use a lot of spin and loose wrist to hit it over the net. You could also hit the slice shot, right? In the case you didn't have enough time or position for the top spin. So those are some of the scenarios and some of the rules. I think you should kind of pay attention to that. And you should also practice playing all these shots in trainings so that your decision-making becomes more natural and you can instinctively play majority of shots without thinking, right? So if you repeat this kind of patterns and this kind of rules, you apply them all the time regularly in trainings, it's going to become more natural. And also, you should work on your return consistency and placement, focusing mostly on deep shots in the middle of the court or follow the pattern, I like to say forehand to forehand and backhand to backhand side. So regardless on which side you're returning from, deuce or add, if you get a forehand return, you try to hit that back to their forehand side. <clears throat> and then the backhand, you hit to their backhand side, assuming that you're both, for example, right-handed or both left-handed, right? If one of you is using a different, different hand, the non-dominant hand, it's a little bit different. But the point is to kind of go from forehand to forehand and backhand to backhand. So there is less risk involved. Now, coming an interesting part of the episode, the number four, patience and seeing the ball early. And seeing it's kind of quote-unquote. So one of the cornerstones of the consistent game is to have patience during the point, not in a sense to play safe, and Defensive but rather to control the pace and riskiness of your shots of all of your shots and wait for the right ball To pull the trigger and do some damage, right? So I want to give you some analogy here, so think of it Think of driving car more aggressively But obviously This is a very serious situation, right? So you don't want And You must not go too fast otherwise you will crash so same in the rally. You just need Enough pace on the ball, but not to be defensive But at the same time not too risky so the analogy with the car if you're on a highway You also don't want to drive too slow right, but if you go too fast it becomes risky So you need to find that balance now the term seeing the ball early the concept that's pretty much about the anticipation. In my opinion, this is developed through time and by playing many, many matches and also you know, having a lot of trainings. It does have a bit talent factor involved, but it's not the most important aspect of it. So reading the opponent's shots and intentions ahead of time gives you more time to prepare for the next shot and therefore higher chances of making it you should have more patience during each point play smart aggressive tennis and try to anticipate your opponent's shot right so this is the main the main point of this part of the episode here and uh, some simple anticipation can be the following when the opponent is on the forehand side you should cover your forehand side and therefore find your position on that side of the court right so you're kind of anticipating they're going to play the the cross court back, but at the same time you're ready to move to other side if they change the direction, but you're basically covering that angle on the cross court. So that's your anticipation, you're ready for that cross, but you will not be surprised with down the line shot. And also doing timely and well anticipated split steps. So this is kind of like when you kind of guess where they will play, so you can do that split step in such way that you almost are kind of leaning towards that side where anticipating they will play, you know, the magic happens in terms of moving faster and more effectively and efficiently to the next ball, which, by default, will make your game more consistent. Okay. We are now at the part number five. Last, but not the least, for sure, for this episode, because... This part, we're going to talk about how consistent doesn't mean defensive, right? Because today we're talking about becoming a more consistent player. I really want to make this message clear. It doesn't mean you, you should become more defensive. Because that, it's totally different from being consistent. Some might argue, for example, that Djokovic is more a defensive player, but I will strongly disagree with that. He's just super consistent. And if you pay attention on his shots, they're all super deep with good pace and with lots of purpose behind each and every one of them. So defensive players, they always rely on opponent's mistakes and put every ball in the court without taking any risk. That is the most boring thing you can do on the tennis court. Nothing depends on you. I don't see any pleasure in winning that kind of points in matches, but everyone has their own style, you know. I'm not gonna comment more into that. But in order to play more consistent tennis, you don't need to, and you should not become a defensive player. You need to get better with your shot selection, as we talked about, train your certain patterns, develop good balance between patience and aggressiveness during the point, and pulling the trigger only when you are absolutely confident you can execute the desired shot, right? This means that you don't rush that big shot, that you don't go for that down the line when you're not in a good balance or you're not in a good position because most likely you will miss it. So you need to train that patience and being able to, to choose the right ball. It takes time to become a consistent player, definitely. You need to have a patience with your trainings and learn to hit each shot with a purpose. Always kind of looking one shot ahead of the time. Almost think like chess or pool, like a table pool. You know, they always think one move ahead or even two or three moves, like the, the pros, the best in the world. This would also help with your consistency if, if you have the plan and every, every shot has a purpose. And you're smart with your shot selection. Again, I have to mention that because it's crucial. So don't go on the defense. You're, you're there to have fun. Take your chances, but do it in a smart way. Okay, that was it. That's the end of the episode number 45. Playing more consistent tennis and... I talked about three different parts quickly to do the recap. Number one, you should do plenty of training drills and patterns that will help you to get better in matches and actually play something that it's realistic and that you can apply in matches. You should also include serving and in volleys as well. Number two, it's not about playing beautiful tennis and uh, read a book from Brad Gilbert playing Winning Ugly. So, you have to play simple and move as best as you can. We talked about that. Not, not being shy to move and play some very, very simple shots. Number three, smart shot selection. We talked about some, some of the rules, basic rules. For example, I'm just going to go through one. If you get a deep ball... In the middle, you want to play the deep ball back cross court or down the line, but really staying away from sidelines, you cannot get any angle there. So only based on your shot, you can create angles from your side. Number four, patience and seeing the ball early. We have to be smart and having this patience in terms of when we can the trigger but seeing the ball concept is very very important and it's pretty much about the anticipation and this comes by time and one of the simple ways to apply this is when they're on the forehand side you kind of anticipate and you need to cover your forehand side and also doing a timely split step on time it's going to help you to move faster to the next ball and also I wanted to add here for the concept of seeing the ball early, by time you will get some ideas where the opponents are playing based on their body position, you know, how they turn, and even if you can spot that racket pad, how they're going towards the ball, this is a bit more advanced way of anticipating. But also, you know, based on the position in the court, you will you will kind of be able to tell okay are they gonna go cross here you know if you put them all the way outside of the court most likely they will go cross if they're inside the court they have more options so this all comes together in this concept of seeing the ball early and number five consistent doesn't mean defensive so definitely the message and the point of this episode it's not to become more defensive player so that you don't miss it's just about being smart right and Taking the chances and your shots when you are confident that you can execute your desired shot. And it takes some time to become a more consistent player. So you have to have to you need a patience with your trainings and learn how to hit each shot with a purpose. And kind of thinking always one shot ahead of time. But definitely don't get into defense. Think Djokovic. It might look like a defensive player, but it's actually very consistent and he plays some very aggressive shots when he's confident uh, that he will make them. So have fun, take your chances, do it in a smart way. And that's it. Thank you so much once again for listening this episode. It really means a lot and I hope you enjoyed it. I would really like to hear some feedback on it. So feel free to contact me via any of the social media platforms. You can send a DM and uh, check out my Instagram. And if you haven't so far subscribed to YouTube channel, you should do that. We have more than 270 videos and uh, also other social media platforms. For the podcast, we this is number 45. If you haven't checked some of them, I think you should. There are some good value there, information. I believe it can help you. And that's pretty much it. I really enjoyed this episode. Hope you did as well. And looking forward to the next one. Until then, go out there and have fun. Play consistent, not defensive. Take your shots and play smart, aggressive tennis. Until next time.